Betches. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us and get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Kate Ogre. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today is December 15th, Wednesday. I feel like we can officially give 2021 our two bouncing the hell out of here let's do it it's ended or it's ending I'll do you say. feel some type of way about it i feel nothing i'm ready to just slip into 2022 <laughs> 2021 and 2020 are like completely basically the the pandemic i think forever will just whatever however long this thing turns out to be will feel <laughs> like one year to me um, I think is how this True. is going to go. So there's really no delineation for me between 2020 and 2021. So we're going into the 25th month of <laughs> 2020. Yes. Yeah, it's one big, <laughs> In, yeah. long 2020. That feels about right, uh. yeah. Yeah, I definitely relate to that. So we have a animal-heavy episode today. I want to talk about some zebras. I want to talk about Elise's puppy. <gasps> and I want to talk about Elon Musk and Joe Manchin. <laughs> Stick it on theme. We talked about Elon Musk a little bit yesterday, and I really do try hard not to repeat topics. And it's hard because sometimes I have to say no to my beautiful hosts when they're like, oh my God, I really want to talk about this thing that happened two days ago. And I'm like, oh, we can't. But I'm breaking my own rule. And today we're going to talk about Elon Musk again. But in the meantime, how is Rusty Morales Grow settling in to the big city? Um, wow. Rusty is doing incredible. Uh, thank you to everyone who has sent messages about how cute he is. He is extremely cute. Um, having a puppy is a trip, man. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) He's extremely, extremely cute. He's like a demon terror. Uh, we switch off sleeping on the floor in front of his crate every night. Uh, because we're trying to get him to sleep. Biz... The cat is very, um, she's very chill with it. I mean, I would say she's lukewarm on him in general, but she doesn't have, like, an aggressive stance towards him, and I think she would play with him, but he gets so excited anytime that she even remotely engages with him at all that he blows it with her every time. We're like, if you could just play it cool for one second, I think that she would play with you, but you, he... He um he got close enough to lick her nose, and then he did. That's amazing. And then, 
And then he, she let him lick her nose. And then he got so excited, he started jumping and flipping all over the room and like, <laughs> like barking so much. And we, and she just left. She was like, "Okay, freak." And like, <laughs> it's like my first kiss, and he just. I lost mean, literally, it. and she's just like, "Um, okay." Oh, <laughs> she God. just leaves the room. Yes, like, yes, that does. That sounds like my first date with Mike, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's adorable. Sounds like it's a healthy, cute. happy puppy, though. You never want to be like, yeah, my puppy's kind of sad and he just sits around. That's bad news. No. But they do, they are supposed to sleep a lot, but he's just like, ama- sometimes they don't. Does he sleep he like could sleep most more. of the day? <laughs> he could, he could, I'd say, I'd love it if he slept more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. I said yeah. that, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about paid leave here, but paternity leave is definitely real. It's necessary. It is. Yeah. It's no joke. Yes. I will say that Amanda maybe had us record a little later today in honor of my I did. I anticipated, I anticipated that we might want some breathing room because we got a real tight – we have a real tight situation some days with the newsletter mm-hmm. and podcast, which, you know, we usually manage smoothly. But when you throw in a, a newborn – Yeah. A puppy, It is rather, tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he is a newborn puppy. He's three months old. Uh, yeah, I just – as it came out of my mouth, I understood why parents get annoyed comparing children to puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but having a puppy not is the no same joke. As a baby. Don't worry. Nobody's saying that. So uh, we're going to hit on a few stories this morning. Elise is going to start us off with um, another zoonotic update. Do you want to take us through? Elise, I did find some additional information about this this morning. That wow. people might find upsetting, so I just want to warn you as you're reading through it. Okay, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the only fun news story of 2021, sometimes not actually very fun. Um, <laughs> so everyone has been DMing me. I have seen your DMs. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Maryland zebras, obviously, today. Um I honestly, I regret to inform you that the Maryland zebras have been captured. They've they've been found. They are no longer running free in the suburbs of Maryland. They have been recovered after their four-month rumspringa. Um, uh, do you guys, okay, do you guys know what a group of zebras is called? Oh, yeah, I was going to pose this to you guys because I do know. Do either of you know? I thought, I was like, Amanda put this in the outline, but she didn't put the answer. <laughs> Yeah, I gave you my line. Do either of you know? I have no idea. It's, I want to guess that it's something like a glimmer of zebras or something Ooh, like that. That sounds lovely. It's not. It's a zeal. A zeal. A ze- yeah. I like glimmer though. I like glimmer. It feels like it just fits even more than zeal. Right? A zeal of zebras. A zeal of zebras. So a here's more background on the zebras and then I want to get your analysis and commentary, Caitlin and Elise. So for months, they've been spotted in backyards. Family have gone on like suburban safaris. Two zebras are back home. Remember, three escaped in total, but a third was killed in an illegal snare trap. So there's – um, this is cloudy. The Department of Education has said only that they've been returned. Sorry. Oh, yeah. What did I, I say? Education. education. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah, involved. The Depart- <laughs> yeah, the Department of Ed is involved. The Department of Environment said only that they'd been returned. Not like recovered or recaptured. They said returned, which is sketchy to me. Did somebody take yeah. them and then return them? No, because they I were like know. on the lamp. They returned themselves, I guess. It's very strange to me because the last update we had was that they were potentially going to try to lure the zebras using more zebras. Yes, so, exactly. 
Bit. There's been a lot of inconsistent <laughs> information about about this because I also heard that like the farm owner was involved in trying to get the zebras back. Apparently, he did not care. This farm owner has not been a very helpful uh, actor in all of this. <laughs> the farm where these zebras lives, he has all sorts of stuff. It's real Tiger King energy. It's owned by a 76-year-old mm. man who was actually charged with animal cruelty earlier this month when a zebra was found dead on his farm. This no. was in addition to the zebra found dead in the snare trap just outside his farm. Mm, I don't like this. Why Something's does he happening. have so many zebras? I don't know. I think he like breeds them. I don't even know if it was like I think I'd been referring to it as like a sanctuary because I yeah to me that's the no, only acceptable right. reason to have zebras. It's exactly Tiger King energy. It's exactly Tiger King. Yeah, this has apparently that. happened to him more than fifty times where he's had infractions for like not treating not treating exotic animals. Well, see, and this is why I said we need to leave this, let them roam free. Let them be free in Maryland. They well, had a better the life when they were free. Where are they going now? Good point. I mean, four months. If an animal can survive four months in a habitat, maybe that's where it can be. Maybe. I mean, at least you pitched this four months ago, but maybe these can be like the chickatee ponies. Of- yes. This is what I'm I, – I think that this is a missed opportunity for Maryland – to have just let there be zebras. I think that this guy obviously doesn't have a great farm. I think they should release all the zebras on that farm and just let there be zebras in Maryland. We've yeah. had so many boring invasive species that aren't even fun. Let there just be zebras in Maryland. Yeah. I bet a person could run for Congress for that area just on let's keep the zebras. <laughs> There's some weird little pockets in Delmarva where you could definitely win on a like we're gonna do the zebra thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. 
And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So as promised, we're going to come back to Elon Musk. How were, what were your guys' reactions to seeing he'd been named Time Person of the Year? Absolute disgust, frankly. <laughs> like, oh, it was like it was, was like being given a bowl of mayo instead of like yeah. food. <laughs> like, yeah, the restaurant, like, oh, here, here's the food, and it's like just a bowl of mayo. Yeah, I can't do yeah. anything with this. This won't feed me. There were just a lot of legitimately inspiring people last year, which you guys got into, and also like. He's not even the only person who went to space. Right. Like, <laughs> no, that's like his not. thing. Like, kind of his big accomplishment of the year is like other people are doing that. So I I just find him very distasteful. He really <laughs> doubled down on, like, he didn't try to bring anyone over to his, his side yesterday, whatever that is. Because as we talked no. about on the podcast yesterday, like, the reason for not liking it, like it's kind of diffuse because there are also a lot of people who really like idolize them. And I feel like there's like a Venn diagram of like people who probably like agree with us on a lot of things, but also maybe like, I don't know, I love, I know lots of people that like listen to, like listen to everything Elon Musk says so that they can watch their Tesla stock, you know, but like that doesn't mean he should be person of the year. Yeah. I mean, in the, what do you find, what I do you find most objectionable like about <laughs> Elon Musk? Oh, that he's always like, I'm a meme. Meh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like that where he'll like, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. It's the abusive labor practices and yeah, stock market manipulation for me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I have the same beef with him the SEC does, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. So he really doubled down after we recorded the podcast. He started trolling Elizabeth Warren, and we don't accept that here. Senator Warren tweeted yesterday, let's change the rig tax code so that the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. Musk replied with a thoughtful explanation of the economic rationale on which he bases his projection to billionaires like him paying more taxes. Just kidding. He did not do that. He insulted the 72-year-old senator from Massachusetts and former presidential candidate and Harvard Law professor. He told her, this man's like 50, 52 or 55, I... I think. But he said, you remind me of when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. Before he called her Senator Karen and invited her to speak to Was this the his childhood in South Africa under apartheid where his father owned a emerald mine? Or was it a different childhood? 
<laughs> yeah, Boom. who was your friend's angry mom? I'm really curious about who that actually was. I mean, also, that's not what a Karen is. A Karen isn't just a lady that you don't like. That's yeah. not what it is. And she's not yelling at everyone for no reason. She's yelling at you because you don't pay taxes. So, like, And you abuse workers on top of it. It'd be like one thing if, it, like he actually had an argument where he was like, I am actually creating, like, the, with the, the jobs I create are livable, wonderful environments, but he's being sued by multiple yeah. people for hostile work environments on top of just regular, like, forcing people to work during the pandemic without appropriate safety protocols, um, doubling and extending shifts. Like, he's a bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah on like just anything economic he doesn't even have an argument where he's like actually what i'm no. doing is better for people than the alternative of another and billionaire I'm... like no you're not you're it... literally the worst version of everything at all times yeah <laughs> and on top of it all he'll tweet like meme the stock market and like then like the econ something will happen to the economy like i can't i don't i've had enough like of him. i'm i don't like him very much. At I've all. had enough of him, but he doesn't strike me as the type of person who goes away when you give him attention. So thanks a lot, time. No, no. So this is actually sort of related to our next conversation because he also Elon Musk also I believe tweeted this week just was like senators don't pass build back better without much. I know, you know but also elaboration. Like- he he also will like try to dunk on tweets that are like billionaires should pay their fair share, and he's like. A few. And it's like, so you literally oppose the idea of paying your fair share. You're not even going to argue like, no, I do pay my fair share because of da-da-da. He's just like, no, I, I shouldn't have to pay. Yeah, he really likes to because like some people are, I mean, there has been years where he really doesn't pay barely any taxes. Like personally, I think, I believe that's true. But he of just loves he to doesn't. point out that one part where he's like, no, you say I don't pay any taxes. This year I paid more taxes than any American ever. Because I believe something like with his something with his financial situation is changing where he's finally going to have to pay more taxes. And I guess he's just like having a public tantrum about it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yes. And it's like, I don't I'll know. I'll share the, the, just the upsetting, the sort of unnerving fact we talked about yesterday, which is that did you know Elon Musk has seven children and that they are all sons? Yeah, Elon Musk has seven Wait. sons. Seven sons. Yeah, that's oh some my like God. medieval shit. The seven sons of Elon Musk. No. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> it's like, Terrifying. Oh no. That sounds like a fantasy like series that's like really scary. <laughs> when it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So we're going to spend the next like couple minutes of the show talking about paid leave, which the version that's being proposed right now, which we're going to get into, would cost about $200 billion over 10 years. This man is worth many, much more than that alone. <laughs> Certainly is over 10 years. I mean, the defense budget they just passed is like, what is it, almost $800 billion over over one year. I mean, $200 billion is like probably just like the bottom of a shoe. So throughout the late summer, we've had like a lot of moments of like urgency around the bipartisan infrastructure bill and this big democratic reconciliation bill. The BIF has obviously passed and become law. The House has since passed a version of Build Back Better that does include four weeks of paid leave. Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer want to pass this by Christmas. Chuck Schumer actually like formally endorsing paid leave hadn't actually really happened before, but he recently did that. Christmas is only in 10 days. And it just kind of strikes me as unusual that we're not really hearing much about this. There's usually a lot of urgency around these self-imposed deadlines like, oh my God, Dems in disarray, what are they going to do? So I wonder like why why isn't this happening? Is there a messaging problem or is does it just show us that these messages and this like hysteria is completely media created and like if the media isn't really paying attention to it or hyping it up, it doesn't, there's not really much happening. They what, actually what's going on with this? just said that they were going to table it. And they they were not going to try to get it done by Christmas because Manchin and Biden are really far apart on the child tax credit, which uh, Joe Manchin is a huge fan of child poverty. When I say things like he would let your kid die, I know that that says like that means he's a terrible person, but he really, really wants to fight the child tax credit, wants it to phase out. The thing that's cutting child poverty in half. He thinks children have had a free ride in this country for too long. <laughs> for too long? <laughs> what, for a too year? long. The children yeah. have been fed get in them back. Get them back None to work. <laughs> yeah, I want to show. I want to send them back kids, to the mines. I want these kids to prove that they're trying to earn an income. <laughs> they got to they gotta show that they're... <laughs> they're I want them yeah. drug tested. <laughs> what the... F- uh, these kids are going to use this money to buy Nikes. I think he should start with mm-hmm. his grandchildren. Like whatever their net, whatever their their income is, like that's that's how much tax credits everyone else. Has. I I, I bet mean, like on. Joe Manchin opposes the tooth fairy. He's like, you're giving these kids money for losing their teeth. They haven't done anything. What have these children done for America? Is the question. <laughs> what have they done? Have they done anything at all? No, they're just sitting there, just taking food. Playing with toys, not even not even putting their back into it. I mean, how often have you told them to do their chores? Ugh, yeah, no, I think Joe Manchin, we should definitely leave it in Joe Manchin's hands. Okay, I mean, that's good, because this this wasn't going to pass by Christmas anyway. I just didn't understand no. why nobody was talking about it, and probably because everybody's, by this point, everyone's like, okay, by Christmas, yeah, sure, all right, like, call us when, 
But I this is the reason why progressives tried as hard as they could to link that bipartisan infrastructure I know. with Build Back Better to force their hand. And yeah. then the White House undercut them by suggesting that that was more important. And now they can't get their signature thing through because, again, Joe Biden really, for some insane reason, thinks that he can reason his way around Republicans who are at this point literally setting up effigies and working on voodoo dolls to try to murder him. <laughs> and he, they're literally like just in the middle of the meeting. They're just like sticking pins on the tiny Joe Biden. And he's like, wow. Okay. Well, let's figure out how we can meet in the middle. <laughs> they're like the middle of your guts, the middle of, yeah. of your intestines. I would like to see the middle of that. And he's like, okay, let's continue like, working. Like, sorry. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Because I mean, this is, I'm part of the problem because I'm like, where's the urgency? And it was progressives at in the fall who were like, no, no, no if we don't do this together, we're going to lose the urgency. And they were 100% right because you're not seeing yep. it. You're not seeing the mainstream news. Like they're finding other things to focus on all the time because they're like, this isn't messy enough. There's not much at stake. It's kind of complicated. All it does is talk about how we're going to solve problems, which the Beltway Press is not even the least bit interested in. Have you heard instead of hey, did you know the Republicans are doing something terrible and criminal and no one's going to do anything about it? Let's talk about how they feel about committing all these criminal acts. Republican, how do you feel? How do you feel about being a criminal? Oh, I love it. It's great. You heard it from them. Everything is fine and great. <laughs> yeah. Some people say America. it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that means that Joe Biden gets out of these meetings with Joe Manchin. And I guess it's like more time to actually give paid leave some consideration. So that's interesting. I've been hearing a lot too that there'd been he's been talking about the child tax credit. And if I wonder, I wonder if Joe Manchin is like, oh yeah, I'm not doing paid leave. I just haven't told them yet, or if he might might actually be open to that. But this is back in the House bill, which was exciting. And I just want to remind ourselves how insanely inadequate our country is when it comes to paid leave. 20% of workers in this country have access to it at all, even though 73% support paid family leave. Programs vary, but globally on average, it's about 29 weeks of paid maternity leave and 16 weeks of paternity leave. Experts say six months is like the best window for physical recovery if you birthed a child for positive outcomes for the baby and to ensure that the parent doesn't suffer professionally. So like there are real, there are studies on all of this. It's not really just like a gamble. Like let's see if giving people time off to bond, by, to bond with kids without potentially falling into poverty would be a good idea. And we're the only, US, the only industrialized country that hasn't done this yet. So let's get specific about what this paid leave program would do because I, I feel like we never really hit on this. It would launch in 2024. It would guarantee, this is a little confusing to me, four weeks or 20 work days of paid family leave. So I, I, I guess like if you have to work weekends, you don't get a full month. Like, is that what that would mean? Uh, that's not, I mean, this, this is so woefully inadequate too, and this is what we're fighting for. But this is what we're fighting to hopefully maybe get. You have to have made $2,000 in income over the past two years, which is most people, but certainly not all. Um, it specifically tries to catch people who are left out of a lot of the existing programs, and the money is paid to workers through a few different channels. One new program would be with the Social Security Administration. You would submit applications, all that jazz. Um, 
Workers who state or their employer already have paid leave programs in place, you just continue to get things through those channels, and then the federal government would then reimburse those states and companies. So where is it getting that money? The federal government will raise that money through a new corporate minimum tax rate and a new tax on stock buybacks. That latter one specifically, it would hit Elon Musk, our friend, pretty hard. He'd have to pay about 8% more on those. So you don't even get your full paycheck. Like if this is capped, I believe, at about $800 a week or about $3,300 for all four weeks. And I believe like that's even if that's what you're making. So like if you're making less than that, it's mm-hmm. the government's – I believe the government's not going to pay you more than you would have made at work Cut otherwise. Shame. But I'm not totally we're in sure. The money. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the money. This is what we're talking about is $3,300 for four weeks. Like <laughs> – the policy in this version for passed by the House is also accessible to people who are self-employed and members of the gig economy, um, as long as they meet certain earning eligibility requirements, which, like, I assume that would mean – I mean, as I was doing this, I was like, well, shit, what's Elise going to do when she has a baby? What the fuck do you well, do? Well, I mean, luckily right now I have a union. I'm, okay. I'm a union worker, and so I have Do you get it through SAG? Through my, mm-hmm, I get insurance through SAG. So they'll pay you if leave. you take – I believe so, but I'm also not sure. So that's... And it sounds complicated. (laughs) It is definitely complicated. Um, Yeah, I don't actually think that they're, like, going to pay me through it, but I guess because I just get my health insurance then. So I think that really, realistically, it's like I have to save and plan for that amount of time. Um, My jobs are much easier and more flexible than a lot of people who are in this that situation. So that's good. But it is something that I think about where it's like, okay, for me to be out however many – I mean, it's going to be up to me to put a plan into place to get – to kind of create a paid leave situation for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so – it's like we're so – like, we get so little here that we get a crumb that you're like, I mean, I guess it's good that I wouldn't lose work. But, yeah, I'm not getting paid a dime the whole yeah. time. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or, like, that I can't – most of my jobs are from home and I could continue working in a limited way where it's like, well, actually, I just don't want to be working. Yeah. Like, I should just not have to work. Um but yeah, yeah we don't man. want you watching the writing the betches sub newsletter with a little talk. Yeah, yeah, but, like bleeding. <laughs> yeah, we can't build back bleeding. <laughs> oh no! I know. I saw that on a bunch of signs. Ugh. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the fact that only 20 percent of workers have access to this is is crazy. It's only seventy seven because I mean, if you're a like public sector worker, you have some access to it. The Congress has given itself this. Uh, it re- it gives the military three months. Yeah, this is this is all policy that comes from. It comes from this very punitive place, which is like yeah. assuming. I have no idea where these assumptions come from, but like that, you know, uh, that the natural state of of parenthood for particularly the person who's able to give birth they're assuming femininity and they're assuming that that's like where all of our money and energy should be going and we should not actually be trying to balance careers and childbirth we should not be trying to do these things it is basically a series of penalties to force women out of the workforce um and then you add that to the forced birth movement and you combine these two things it becomes very obvious that what they're trying to do is 
basically coerce women into motherhood. And I'm not trying to exclude um, people who have uteruses who can also give birth from this. It's just that the focus and target is misogynistic in its nature. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying women. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's where it comes from. Yeah, This desire to put women into a place and that place is the home and they cannot leave because we can't afford to. Because we need to save all of our money from our careers in order to even take a break and have a kid. Because we'll be penalized for leaving for a few months because we we will take a hit for having a child and splitting our attention. Mm-hmm. All of these things are designed to punish women and to force us into that gender binary again. Um, so I think about that and I think about just the nature of like American society, whenever you think there's a benefit that we don't have that everyone else has, it's almost inevitably comes down to racism who was raising all of those southern white babies you know they actually had uh work coercion laws on the books during reconstruction that were designed for black women literally to to start calling black people vagrants if they didn't immediately return to working conditions that were effectively slavery um Mm -hmm. and specifically i think there was a north carolina town that had um laws put on the books for black women specifically to force them back into house cleaning and wow. wet work, wet, wet nursing and force them back into that paradigm, regardless of what it is that they wanted to do. Um, so this is extremely common, this notion that like children are a vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, only a man could think that. Yeah. Only a man was like, wow, she gets to stay home. All yeah. day. I know. I'm like, definitely half of these <laughs> half of these senators were in the other room when their kids were delivered. I know. Like, it's very like teachers get the summer off. Like, <laughs> like Yeah. Um, Another highly feminized yeah, um, exactly. sector. Like nursing is not we're, as hard yeah. as being a doctor. Like you guys, it's harder. Yeah. It's harder by far. What the hell? Yeah, that intersectionality is like so important. It's why we always talk about like the white supremacist patriarchy, because like patriarchy relies on is most effective when it works in white supremacy as well and these things are built yeah it's that's a good way of looking at it. it's like this is such an obvious need like we're it's there's something in our system that has been fighting against it aggressively for for all this time and i'm glad like women are finally being like so we launched a social campaign today because i've noticed this year especially like especially as millennials become moms and we're kind of like social media natives people are really willing to be like holy shit my body is mangled i am split open yeah. this yeah. this thing takes all my time and attention now i don't even know how i'm going back in 3 months like I'm glad that people are we're like encouraging people to make some noise about it. And I don't know if these senators will necessarily care, but I hope that people have an opportunity to see that no, they some of them don't care. Some of them don't care. We might just have to elect. I mean, there's women senators in there too that are just letting like well, letting. Well, yeah, that's what's crazy. Sometimes is like you know, it makes me think about Amy Coney Barrett sitting up there and being like, "Well, what's the problem with like yeah. being forced to give birth?" If you can just uh, leave the baby at an adoption, if you can leave the baby on the doorstep of a church or whatever. And it's like, this is a person who's given birth seven times. Like, she knows, actually, what that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, when you mix white supremacy and the patriarchy, you can get women to do a lot of work for the patriarchy as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's literally yeah. all we want is $3,300 for a month off work. <laughs> it's like, I legitimately cannot believe that that is, that is it. Like, I'm it so is, sorry if is, I'm wrong about that, but I read that a few times no, and that sounds like. No, but like the thing to me is like, it's such a small amount. We are in a society that has locked workers into warehouses during tornadoes. And Say we're that. here being like, please, please let us possibly have one month with our child. Like please. literally every other society has figured out, like, if you invest in motherhood, if you invest in parenthood, if you invest in people being able to take care of their bodies and their children after childbirth, you create a more stable environment for your society. And you if you want to incentivize people having kids because the child rate birth rate continues to drop. And our, of course, our maternal death rates are nightmarish for an, uh, an advanced country because of mm-hmm. a lot of other reasons in the system. But like, this is, this is insane. It's insane that we're like, Oh man, if we can, we'll be really grateful if we can get to one fraction of <laughs> no. what everyone else, like who is out here not doing this? Like every other, like not even developed, like we are really behind, like literally everyone. I, it's, it's insane. It's literally a country. It's like, please women die. Yeah. It literally is trying to kill. I just don't understand it. And again, this is not to exclude other people who can have children that's not the exclusion but it's just the nature of the misogyny is so clear i mean it captures men as well when you catch this widened net i mean like men suffer from this as well i mean things would be much better in my partnership if when we have a family that i can get like six months off if i lived in a country where that could happen well yeah and i know i mean also i know that my husband would want that and would be disturbed not to be able to spend time with his child like men as as much as we joke around men actually have feelings and (laughs) they love their babies not all men but some of them (laughs) actually do quite love their children and would like to spend time with them when they are babies and it also leads to the uh, just this absurd craziness that we saw with uh pete Buttigieg and chastin where Mm -hmm. people are acting like there's no reason in the world for a man to try to bond with a newborn baby yeah, I mean, my dad was the one who stayed home with me when I was uh, a baby. My mom actually turned around and went back to work right away. Um, and uh, she was the one because she was the one who was the higher earner at the time. And my dad was the one who like stayed home and made sure everything was working. And like there was a very equal split relatively in my childhood, and that had a huge effect on me. I mean, not only because I turned out to be like a kind of dad clone, but also <laughs> because <laughs> also because it gave me a really strong connection with my parents that helped me tremendously as I grew and developed. So I had a, a really good relationship. And that, that was born out of the early months where I was always with someone, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I, since I know that that made a big difference on me, even though I can't remember any of it, um, we know that carrying that, that connection is a huge deal and it's really important for parents, regardless of where they are on the gender spectrum, to be able to connect with their kid, especially in that newness, especially when it's like, yeah, you need like a solid six months. And yeah. if you've given birth, holy shit, you're going to need time for your body to recover. I don't care what kind of body it is. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's so true. It's like with this, we sort of like tend to focus on like really complicated pregnancies or like physical trauma or really like sick infants. But it's like, like you're saying, like you deserve six months to bond, even in a very best, a perfect case scenario mm-hmm. where you had a beautiful pregnancy, a straightforward delivery, like your your infant is healthy, like perfect. You still need six months. <laughs> that would still be great. Yes. And I mean, we're like one of seven countries in in the world that doesn't have this. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are studies on this, but as we've been talking, I'm just like, there has to be a connection between us having an insane amount of school shootings and us not letting parents stay home with kids for a little while. Like something is happening. Again, it goes to this notion. It's extremely retrograde in ways that don't even make sense. There's this denial of social investment. They do not want to do this investment. Like the United States... Whenever someone says, like, we can't afford something, we're literally the richest country in the history of human existence. There's nothing that we cannot do if that's what we want to do. We simply are saying that we don't want to prioritize this. We don't want to put money behind it. And that's because so much of our economy is extractive, violently so. And if at any moment it stops churning, which is why, you know, for some reason, we just have like a few hundred to a thousand deaths happening in the background of our days now. And we just think, okay, so a thousand people are going to die today from COVID. And that's the price of keeping our economy open. And that's fine. And like, we have that going on, people being chained. Like this is the situation where it's like, okay, we clearly don't know how to function as an economy when we consider the idea of investing in people and once you start saying that that's the nature of your society, then it starts being like, okay, so what did those people do that, that makes them worth so much more investment yeah. than, than me, than my wife, yeah. than my potential kid? Yeah, it brings us right back to Elon Musk, who has made his fortune partly off of like tax subsidies. And that's exactly it. Like, why is he worth like investing in, which is what you do when you don't have people pay into the government over over giving people a month. He's off. not even from here. That's <laughs> he doesn't the even go here. It's the worst fucking he doesn't like, even he's, go he's here. Literally from South Africa. Like what in the? He's not American, so he's just literally grifting billions from the American economy with absolutely furious. zero. I'm zero furious. Was us. Like, we're literally just, like, feeding this dude's crazy wealth for no reason. There's no re- – there's not, like, oh, man, he was, like, he grew up here, blah, blah, Like, literally, this is no. – he's just literally stealing our resources. This is insane. Ugh. You can just move anywhere if you're a white dude billionaire and just be like, yeah, sure, I'm just going to grift off America for a while. I don't owe them anything. It's cool. I'm just going to, like, literally make life miserable for hundreds or thousands of possibly millions of Americans rather than uh, spend any money. And – I wouldn't even go here, so it's perfect. Right, yes. And I'll just continue to tweet not to give uh, ladies, mostly ladies that have just given birth, a few thousand dollars. That is our show today. Thank you guys so much. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.